Two years ago, the CEO of Apple staged a very dramatic speech in an empty auditorium with the seats, bench seats behind them and black ceiling, bright lights with some smaller white lights behind him, seeming like he's standing there in the middle of the universe. I'd like to first talk to you about two big things that are happening in the world right now. To start, I want to address the topic of racism, inequality, and injustice, and to recognize the pain being felt throughout our nation, especially in our black and brown communities after the senseless killing of George Floyd. Fascinating thing. He makes his phones in China, where they store, until they kill, Uyghurs. And, I mean, to be fair, they also harvest their organs and their hair. And they're in concentration camps. And Tim Cook knows this. He has to know this. He also has to know that China is building hundreds of thousands of, they're calling them quarantine pods, they're jail cells, they're prison cells, to store people, to lock them up if they're not sufficiently enthusiastic about the party the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, Tim Cook just decided to turn off the means of communication that Chinese dissidents have been using to organize protests. So, you know all that stuff about inequality and such? He doesn't mean it. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now. From the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. And we get to do stuff like this have conversations like this, uh, and it's on Apple's platform, Apple Podcasts. I'm going to oh, get canceled for this because of support from you and starts with God Almighty and partners like Soda Weight Loss at SodaWeightLoss.com. You can say you care about a thing, um, and you can say that all day long, and then an opportunity to demonstrate that you care about that thing arises, and you can utterly fail. And this is the case with Tim Cook and Apple. They, they, I mean, there are people at Apple, I'm sure, who care very deeply about human rights. Tim Cook doesn't. Uh, Tim Cook, in deciding to turn off this communication platform with the, uh, that people were using to organize around the Chinese Communist Party, oh, he'll come and say, well, they're, they're protesting public health authorities. Or he'll or say, well, you know what, we have to follow Chinese law. We may find it distasteful, but we have to follow Chinese law. Really. When he put together a $100 million fund to, to fight racism and inequality and such, did any of that go to groups that went about demanding to see dead cops and, in fact, getting cops killed? Did any of that money go to the burning down of Kenosha, Wisconsin? And other cities, parts of other cities. How about the shoot and move stuff 
that we saw literal shoot and move battles between Black Lives Matter Incorporated cells and police officers in the United States of America or the seizing of six city blocks in Seattle until those groups were paid off with a lot of reports say about a billion dollars, one billion dollars payoff bribes to get out. Did his fund go to that? So when you're given an opportunity to show you care about something, I mean, let's just boil it down to friendship. Oh, you know, you're my best friend in the world. I'd do anything for you. I'd give a kidney for you. Would you help me move? Wow, I am so busy. I am so busy. Now you get opportunities to show it. What's fascinating as I look at this, I didn't intend to do this show. I didn't intend for it to be titled what it is, which is Who Owns America Part 2. But earlier this week, we talked about pharma. And about 77 million Americans on antidepressants, psychotropics, highly addictive drugs, very difficult to get off. And a bunch of that, maybe 90% of it, is made by the Chinese Communist Party. And here is one of the wealthiest companies on earth that banned travel to so-called red states because Tim Cook is convinced that not teaching kids to have sex at five years old is anti-gay. But yeah, they need to follow the laws of China. Oh, and listening to the financial ignorance of commentators, and I agree with them, hey, call China out. But the financial ignorance of a commentator saying, oh, if China stops making for us stuff for us, let it happen. Let it flow. Really? I don't think you really understand what that means. You know, this product. Let me ask this question. And when you go through your, uh, your vitamins in your home, how many of those... <laughs> How many of those are made with 1930s technology or made in labs in China? How many? You know, I switched. I had a conversation with the owner of Healthy Cell, and they've set up a website for us. And incidentally, the conversation was supposed to go about, I think we scheduled 15 minutes. We ended up talking for an hour because we talked about scientism and we talked about credentialism and we talked about COVID and we talked about big pharma. And then I really got into how these products work. And he set up a website called healthycell.com slash Todd. And you get 20% off your first order there. So let me tell you what I'm going to do. And if you have your vitamins and these are things you take every day, let me just hip you to this. Healthy cells ingestible gel technology is called microgel. It is 165% more absorbable than tablets. How could that be? Because the old 1930s approach to, to tablets is to just smack this stuff together and crush it. And it ends up being almost like sand. It's 10 to 100% sometimes too big for your body to absorb. So if you want to try one product and make one big bit of difference, just look at the vitamins you have and understand that you're not absorbing most of that. And then get this. I'm going to take right now, I'm going to take the bioactive multi. This is how long it takes. 
done. It's a micro gel. I just squeezed it out of the pack. Incidentally, I find it delicious. So just replacing the vitamins at healthycell.com slash Todd, you will be getting more of your money's worth in a dramatic way. Maybe up to 165% more efficiency and last longer and taste good. And you can mix it up into shakes if you like. Healthycell.com slash Todd. Use promo code Todd for 20% off your first order. Again, that's healthycell.com slash Todd. Use promo code Todd for 20% off your first order. I'd like to first talk to you about two big things that are happening in the world right now. To start, I want to address the topic of racism, inequality, and injustice, and to recognize the pain being felt throughout our nation, especially in our black and brown communities after the senseless killing of George Floyd. And while the events of this past month are sadly not new, they have caused us to face longstanding institutional inequalities and social injustices. This country was founded on the principles of freedom and equality for all. For too many people and for too long, we haven't lived up to those ideals. We're inspired and moved by the passionate people around our nation and around the world. Right there, showing a picture of a massive protest in New York on, it looks like Lincoln Bridge. So he's showing people protesting. How did they get to do that? They got to use Apple devices. Who have stood up to demand change. We must all aim far higher to build a future that lives up to our ideals. In China, they kill ethnic minorities. But not before they harvest their organs and their hair. This means taking action. Two weeks ago, we announced Apple's racial equity and justice initiative with a commitment of $100 million. Did you give it to people like Roland Fryer? We talked about the professor this week who's been sidelined at Harvard because he went against the virtuous racism stuff that Tim Cook practices. He actually helped black kids catch up when black kids were behind academically. He actually looked at the numbers, the data about cops killing black people and found out there is no racial bias. Oh, and he's a black man. Tim Cook is a white dude. Tim Cook is a spiritual captive, but much, much more. He chooses this line of ignorance. This is, this is only a choice. Starting in the United States and expanding over time, this initiative will challenge systemic barriers that limit opportunity for communities of color. No, it won't. It will give money to race hustlers. I didn't see you drop a great big check on King Randall, the young man who's built a God-based, Bible-based school for young men to catch up in the critical areas of education, economic equality, and criminal justice. We also announced something important for this community, the new developer entrepreneur camp for black developers. We wanna do everything we can to foster the brightest lights and best ideas. At Apple, our mission has always been to make the world a better place and we're committed. The world? Is China part of the world, Tim? Are the Uyghurs part of the world, Tim? Are the Chinese citizens who were literally, they call it the gate. 
the Chinese Communist Party welds people into their apartments and they can't get out. They're, they're literally, they make their apartments into jail cells. People burned to death, Tim. And you're helping the Chinese Communist Party crush these protests? This is being a force for change. Right now, our world is also battling a virus that is affecting the daily lives of billions of people. We want to thank the dedicated people everywhere, especially our healthcare workers. And I can't even listen to the rest of it. When the people in China decided they'd had enough, it wasn't just the COVID protocols. It wasn't just the fact that they can be pulled off the street if if their phone blinks red. They're doing it to bank accounts. And the social credit system is all about forcing you to pretend to, to, to report the state. Or pardon me, to support the state. Even when you don't feel it. Even when you hate what the state is doing. And this is being installed here. And Tim Cook is part of this. Uh, Tim Cook, according to Elon Musk, Tim Cook has said that they might remove Twitter from the Apple <clears throat> App Store. Why? Well, we know why. Because Tim Cook doesn't agree with Elon Musk. And more importantly, Tim Cook and the journalists, so-called, with whom he runs, and the ad agencies with whom he runs, in other words, the party, they know that Elon Musk has unplugged the DHS access to that, or presumably has. We know that he is apparently no longer taking orders from the Department of Homeland Security on what to take down and what to suppress. And uh, he's made a promise that he's going to release 100% of the emails between Twitter and the government because Twitter had been acting as an arm of the state. Is Tim Cook acting as an arm of the state? Was he told? To shut down the communication and the dissidents? Because I could tell you a couple people could do it. And this goes to the question of who runs America. Apple is one of the most powerful companies in the world. They have, um, their the, the money that they have dwarfs entire countries. The revenue they produce dwarfs entire countries. But it would be a very simple phone call from Chi or one of Chi's people to Tim Cook saying, Your factory will burn. You want us to not stop your iPhone stock from burning? You want us to not stop people pirating your phones? Because we can do that. We could ship, allow people to ship millions and millions of pirated Apple phones out of our country. If you you don't play ball, it goes right back to what we talked about with pharma. So who's actually running Apple? There are people who now support this and they're in journalism. I have news for people in journalism. You can be for free speech or you cannot be a journalist. Choose. And free speech is uncomfortable. When we did the uh, earlier segment about the Department of Homeland Security, we just did this in episode 485 about how the Department of Homeland Security works hand in hand. They get one hour response from the platforms to take something down. Did you hear the buildup to that? 
One of the journalists was saying, we in the business of surfacing uncomfortable truths know that we're going to be attacked for surfacing these uncomfortable truths. And we know that we're going to get attacked because people are going to distort and distract and discourage. In other words, the same tools the devil uses, that's what they think of us. And they no longer have a pipeline into Twitter, but they have it with Apple. Are they curious, these journalists? who are suddenly against free speech when that stops. Now, the ignorance around free speech and not understanding that once speech codes are normalized and they're making every effort they can to normalize this, the fact that there is not a massive protest in the journalism community that the Department of Homeland Security has been giving orders to the platforms to suppress speech and opinions means that they don't care about speech or opinions. It means that they care about power. And they themselves believe they'll be the ones who have it. And here is the note to journalists. You will lick the boot. If you're willing to let other people's speech be suppressed, you will suck the toe of the leather boot. Because if you're not willing to stand up for other people's speech, and when someone comes to you and says, we're going to need you to not report this, you're not going to report it. And guess what? You're already doing it. You're already suppressing stories about people being injured by the injections. You're already suppressing stories about people being killed by the injections. You're already suppressing stories and studies about this stuff writing itself up into our, into our DNA, reverse transcribing itself into our DNA. You're already suppressing that. You suppressed for the past seven years the stories of kids being gender jacked. You suppressed for years the drag queen story time, every time it came up in your community, you didn't cover it. You're doing it now. You're not journalists. You're not truth tellers if you'll do that. And if your television stations or your radio stations won't let you do it, I have to ask you, is there something more precious to you than a paycheck? Is there something worth dying for? Is there something worth being fired for? Is there something worth being in poverty for? A lot of us will draw the line at the word of God. We will not violate the word of God. If that means we end up in poverty, so be it. Jesus never really had a dime to his name. There is a belief and a tradition that he had a home, certainly had a family. His father worked. Jesus knew hard work. He grew up the son of a carpenter. You better believe he knew hard work. Evangelism, doing what he did was hard work. But he wasn't going out and seeking a paycheck. And so if we're thrust into poverty because we stand up against this, it's scary and God's grace is enough. But if you're not a Christian and you're working in journalism and you know you're supporting this stuff, you're not going to ask questions about Tim Cook and helping the Chinese Communist Party to crush a protest. What exactly will you ask questions about? What exactly is the First Amendment worth to you? It would appear to me that it is not worth very much. Charles Payne, you've probably heard this guy. A part of me, part of me agrees with Charles Payne because uh, he's talking about they're pretending this is just COVID protests in, in China. It's not just COVID. Those people know those prison cells are not just for folks with the flu. Charles Payne said something I kind of agree with except i don't think charles Payne has any idea what he's actually calling for we'll talk about that as well as squawk box 
pretty excited for Apple to shut down free speech. And the people at Bulwark Capital Management have to, man, they, they have to straddle this thing. They really do. Because they've been so honest. Zach Abraham has been so honest with us about the state of our financial system and how rigged up it's become. And you've heard Zach time and time again on here explaining the evil that's being done through a lot of these companies. And the financial system is run by these two, three, four, maybe five companies. But it's really just one Uber company. They sit on each other's boards. They trade back and forth. It's almost impossible when you're dealing within the financial system to not at some time have dealings with these people. It's nearly impossible. It's impossible to be in the stock market and not have interactions with some of their firms because they own big, big, big shares of just about everything. But it's the financial system that we have. And when there is a direct, direct causation, direct correlation, such as investing in a pornography company, no. Bulwark Capital Management is out. And when we are looking to build wealth or security, in other words, to steward wisely the money God gave us, we only have this one financial system. So we could go with, oh, nothing against them. We could go with fidelity. They pretend everything's fine. It's all very, very normal. There's this no skullduggery. We could go with Charles Schwab. Everything's fine. The Fed illegally purchasing corporate debt, or pardon me, the Treasury illegally purchasing corporate debt. Oh, that's just normal. The coming food supply issues, that's just normal. We're fine. Or we can go with a firm that is 100% honest, 100% focused on risk management for the chaos economy, and that is Bulwark Capital Management. So make the decision. Where does your money belong? Here's my suggestion. Before the end of the year, get with Bulwark Capital Management and have them determine if your portfolio is set up for the chaos economy. Is it calibrated for risk management? It's super easy. Just call them. Bulwark Capital Management, 866-779-RISK. 866 866- 779 risk or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice can be given by the client service agreement, Bulwark Capital Management's investment advisor, representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. So, this is an example of a journalist or a, what, 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 what could be called a journalism entity. Pretty excited at the idea of Twitter getting shut off from the Apple store. Journalist, don't you? Was know? Disappointed and took it personally. I, I, I love Tim Cook. I love Elon Musk. I want these guys to be allies. I don't want them to be uh, adversaries. Is, can that happen? Well, maybe, maybe not. But there is a precedent here for Apple taking down uh, social media apps that have content issues that Apple finds uh, problematic. Uh, go back to, to early 2021, uh, taking down Parler uh, in the wake of the, the issues on the Capitol and concerns uh, that they weren't making the, the steps needed to ensure that content was on there that was uh, not harmful. And uh, we've had concerns here with Twitter about the content moderation following uh, Elon's taking over the company and so many people are leaving and concerns about whether the, the proper uh, steps are being taken. Now, Elon would argue that they, they are, but still it's raised this huge issue of hate speech and other issues on the platform that, you know, Apple traditionally doesn't really like to be involved with. Oh, don't they? 
Is that right? Because they have no problem with it in China. That's Tim Higgins, Wall Street Journal reporter, CNBC contributor. And Tim Higgins telling a tale, a myth about Parler and the same myth about Gap. The people who organized to be there on Jan 6 used those platforms as well. In fact, Gab, and I've talked to Andrew Torba about this, Gab will take down any content they see where people are planning acts of terrorism. And curious, curiosity, how many FBI agents were, were there posing to bring those events about and to get people hyped up and to say, go into the Capitol? And, and that's a whole other issue. Does Apple care about that? And there's precedent. Okay, so there's precedent for one of the most powerful companies on earth saying, you're not doing the way the things, uh, things the way we want you to, so we're going to shut you down. We're going to drive a, a knife through your heart. And CNBC pretends to care about markets? This is the same CNBC where they have a financial host, Jim Cramer, screaming at the top of his lungs to put people in prison, as I recall, if they do not take the COVID injections, pretending to this day that the COVID injections are solid and harm no one and they're miracles. This is the same Jim Cramer that people, there are entire funds built up to do the opposite of what Jim Cramer says because they say, if you do the opposite of what Jim Cramer says, you're going to be more healthy if you're going to do spot buying and, and you know, minute by minute trading. This is the same CNBC who's had people on talking about Trump injecting bleach like we talked about last hour. That's not a journalist. If you're allowing big companies to decide what the American people get to say, you're not a journalist. Now, you see what they want, right? They want their opinions only. Last, last I keep saying last hour, last episode, 485. Yeah, the people who set up the censorship of Americans on these platforms. You had them saying they want to see a cable television-like model. They want social media to be like cable television. They do not want us to be able to build an audience. They do not want us to be able to share our opinions widely. They only want approved opinions from approved people to be shared widely. They want to shove social, they want to shove content back into the bottle. They want to take the genie and shove her back into the bottle. And you can say, well, that can't be get, that, that can't get done. They can't get it done. Maybe. But they did it with choice in cable television. Do you remember when you could get cable TV through an ISP? Do you remember when there were hundreds of choices for ISPs? Do you remember when internet service providers could bring you cable television in your house? What happened? Comcast and the big mobbed up entities lobbied and lobbied and lobbied until they were able to absorb all of that. That's why, you know, the technology exists for any of us to be able to tap into an NFL game, pay six bucks, and I don't watch the NFL because they hate me, but to pay six bucks and watch an NFL game, and the NFL could make more money, but that can't happen. Want to know why? Because if you want to do that, and you ever notice, you go register to do that, unless it's on Amazon or someplace where they run it free, uh, then they ask, who's your cable provider? I don't have one. Well, then you don't get to watch. They could do the same thing, and this is what they seek to do with your opinion and my opinion, and less, we stop them. Well, what's the great hope for that? Elon. 
I make no claim that Elon Musk is a good man. I make no claim that Elon Musk means what he says because I don't know. But what's our great hope for that? It's right now Elon Musk. Because Elon is to social media what Trump was to the deep state. Now think about this. Elon purchases a company and he fires people. People who were not needed, not producing, people who were poisonous, uh, toxic to the environment. He fires them and immediately you had people in mainstream media saying, Twitter death watch, it's going to collapse. Mark Andreessen, who knows a little bit about founding companies, he created the Mozilla browser and is one of the most successful venture capitalists in the world and a very smart man and very, very uh, seemingly red-pilled. He points out that Craigslist with a billion dollars in revenue has, what did he say, less than 20 employees and has never had more than 20? That only big bloated companies like Twitter have this many employees, so they had the Twitter death watch. It's going to die and then didn't happen. And now what is Elon Musk's big crime? He's not banning the right people. He's letting people come back in and have a second chance. And it's panicking these guys because they want the cable model reinstalled. And so Elon Musk might well be the guy who makes his own phone. He is to social media what Trump was to the deep state. He's showing what these journalists are. He's showing what the government's doing. And this is the bigger thing about the party. They're utterly panicked because now Elon has their emails. He doesn't need a Freedom of Information Act. He doesn't need to go beg the government for the mails. He, they, can't, they can't go through and, um, and, and cross lines out. They can't delete entire paragraphs with their handy-dandy black pen. They can't go retract statements. They can't hide them. They can't falsify emails. So they're panicked on that front, too. Now, you look at some of the journalists and some of the things they're willing to say as these protests in China go on, now aided, officially, pardon me, now they go on, and the Chinese Communist Party is getting ready to crush people, and when they do crush people, it will be 100% with the help of Tim Cook and Apple, and the applause of people who ignore this. And the media that is not pushing Apple to say, wait a minute, you're, you're, you're shutting down people fighting for their lives, fighting for the right to not be shoved into a jail cell because they criticize their government. Then this is the future you want for yourselves. This is what you're begging to have for yourselves. This is what you intend to stall in your children. You don't get that yet, but it's a fact. We'll get to Charles Payne in a second here. Uh, hey, the, um, one of the antidotes to all this stuff is the parallel economy. And we've talked about this a lot. You know, you think about, like we just were talking about Bulwark Capital Management, that's a parallel economy move. I mean, yes, Bulwark is very well established at this point, a decade into this, and extremely successful. And Healthy Cell, who just joined us, that's not big pharma. That's complete parallel economy stuff, right? It's not a startup. They're good and established company, and they're proven in their technology. Then there's this, Bone Frog Coffee. You know, with the exception of some of the small roasts that exist that aren't really, I don't know, that special, a bunch of them, there's only one bone frog. Parallel economy, how about this? God country team on every package. Parallel economy, how about this? Founded by a 25-year Navy veteran and Navy SEAL who puts an absolute premium on hiring vets and working with veteran-owned companies. Parallel economy, how about this? Instead of going out to one of the many, many, many factories 
that'll put your name on any product. Hey, I want to sell coffee. Boom. Okay, we've got some junk coffee. We'll slap your name on it and we'll tell a story and, and we'll give you a share of this. They actually made great coffee. They actually went and found a coffee legend to make their coffee or to mentor them. So he makes some of the roasts. He mentors them on others. Parallel economy. And there's this. This small batch coffee, excellent in all blends, all delivery methods, K-cup or, or, or drip, what have you. All of it. When you purchase it, Tim takes 10% of the proceeds and gives those to organizations that help the families of his fellow Navy SEALs. The ones who died in battle. It's a great story, but it's also better coffee. Please use bonefrog.us. That is the website that Tim's team and my team collaborated to build. It's bonefrog.us. 5% off subscriptions for life. Think of a better Christmas present for people in your life who were teen guys or served in the military. Bonefrog.us. This is Charles Payne. And Charles Payne, Fox News, um, making a choice about the the so-called COVID protests. And certainly COVID is a precipitating factor, maybe the factor in this. But you don't think there's some pent-up rage in China under the Chinese Communist Party? The Lord programmed us as people who should answer only to him. It's in our DNA. It's in our souls. The Lord programmed us for certain experiences that the people in China are not allowed to have. You think the people in China are unaware of what those prison cells are for? You think they don't know there's a getting built? Charles Payne talking on Fox News about this. From lower, initially on worries that these COVID protests in China could actually derail the entire global economy. In this case, though, I say, you know what? If that's the case, let it happen. Lisa Daftari's with us. She's going to give us the latest insight. And I'm going to ask our laugher if it's time for U.S. corporations to finally break ties with Beijing. Okay, so let it happen. Really? Going to derail the entire economy. Let it happen. Okay. But what if we plan for that first? The figurehead just gave a bunch of our so-called strategic petroleum reserves to the Chinese Communist Party. Now he's seeking to refill our so-called strategic petroleum reserves for three. Oh no, it's it's about it's about twice the cost that President Trump had suggested refilling it. Really, let them let the let the global supply chain collapse. Okay. Well, Charles, I've got a couple years of food storage. And depending on how bad things have got, a couple years of ammo. And I live in the mountains where just about every one of my neighbors has a similar stock of food. Most of them have more guns and more ammo. Most of them are far more capable in defensive shooting than I am. And we're all up here together. Uh, We have water. We have fish. We have a forest behind us of several thousand acres. What about you? You honestly, you honestly think. If China decided to pull the plug on us economically, you honestly think we'd be cool? You honestly think things would go okay? Yeah, you know what? Eventually, we'd get it worked out because God is the God of plenty. He's the God of abundance. He's not the God of shortage. We'd eventually get that worked out, but not without a lot of pain and a lot of death. And if you haven't seen people panic in Washington, D.C., snowstorms, as I've talked about my young staff, panic. They didn't have food for a weekend. For two days. Some of them didn't have food for a single day in their house. Who owns America? 
Who could turn off the tap? Oh, incidentally, in the Netherlands, we'll talk about this later next week, they're not waiting. (laughs) They're not waiting for the supply chain problem. The Netherlands is going to demand that 3,000 farms close. Why? Because cows emit gas. No, but that's not why. I mean, that's the excuse, but that's not why. Because you know what else emits gas? Horses. You know what else emits gas? Dogs. This has literally nothing to do with the weather. None of it does. What does it have to do with? It has to do with companies like Apple. In startup mode. It has to do with prepping an environment for Bill Gates and the people who want to jam us into eating only fake meat to be able to do that. That's exactly what this is. It's a squeeze play. It's a behavioral kill shoot, as we've talked about. Now, is that on the map with reporters in the White House? (laughs) No. You know what is on the map with reporters in the White House? A very, very serious topic is on the map. Concerned about the... You know, Elon Musk says there's more and more uh, subscribers coming online. Are you concerned about that? And what tools do you have? Who is it at the White House that is really keeping track of this? So, look, this is something that we're certainly uh, keeping an eye on. And uh, look, um, we, you know, we have always been very clear. Um, and that uh, when it comes to social media platforms, it is their responsibility uh, to make sure that um, when it comes to misinformation, when we when we comes to the She's hate that we're again. seeing, uh, that they they take action, that they continue uh, to take action. Again, we're all keeping a close eye on this. We're all uh, uh, monitoring uh, what's what's currently uh, occurring, and uh, we see you know we see it with our own eyes of, of what you all are reporting and just. For, for ourselves, what's happening on, on Twitter. Uh, but again, social media companies have a responsibility to prevent their platforms. Yeah, they don't actually have that responsibility. They are a platform. They have a responsibility to protect people from unlawful behavior. And speaking of that, speaking of that, um, go talk to any of the women who have fought against the gender jackers, particularly against the men who are auto, um, auto, autogonophiliacs. These are men who are sexually aroused by forcing or conning others into thinking or pretending they're women. They don't get operations. They don't want their genitalia changed. They don't want to be on wrong sex hormones. They want to have beards and wear dresses, and they are sexually aroused every single time they get to force you to say, yes, ma'am, it's a turn-on for them. You go talk to any of the women who've ever confronted these men, and they'll show you thousands of death threats. They'll show you thousands of blank pics, pictures of men's nether regions, They'll show you men who followed their kids to school and took video and sent it later. And you know what they did with it? They posted it up on Twitter. Or they posted the work address of these women on Twitter. I personally know women who, for the simple act of saying men are not women and I do not want to shower next to naked men in the YWCA shower, for the very simple act of saying that, I know women personally who gangs of, of, of so-called transgender, men who insist on forcing you to say they're women, I know gangs of them, women who've had gangs of them do all those things, up to and including taking videotape, 
a video of their kids walking home from school, putting them up on Twitter and saying, hey, here's the map. Here's where this person's kids walk. Here's where this person works. Here's the address. Here's their boss's name. Be ashamed if something happened. And I know that these women reported it. And when it didn't get taken down under Jack Dorsey, when it didn't get taken down under the people that the journalists loved, that these reporters loved, the women took all that content that Twitter said was fine, and they made videos of it. It was just like libs of TikTok. They simply took all this stuff and said, here's the death threats we get for being what's called gender critical. Twitter banned that video. And these people in the White House correspondence pool, so-called journalists, didn't care. It didn't get on their radar. They think it's justified because transphobia. But now that you have Elon Musk, who is demonstrating the fact that he's going to have a different view, they're panicked because they want the cable model back. And that wasn't the only question about Twitter to the, 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 the spokes at the White House. Question about Twitter. Um, you know, there's a researcher at Stanford who says that this is a critical moment, really, in terms of um, ensuring that Twitter does not become a vector for misinformation. I mean, are you concerned about the, you know, Elon Musk says there's more and more uh, subscribers. So, sorry, same question, but she loads it up with there's a researcher at Stanford. Yeah, one other his name. We just talked about it in the last hour. The researcher she's referring to is a guy who's mobbed up working with the Department of Homeland Security to take things down that are not this information. They're not lies. He himself admits they're not necessarily untruths. They're asking critical questions, skeptical questions. And this blonde-haired woman, this, this, and I'm, I'm just describing short blonde-haired woman, seems to be utterly panicked about disinformation, sitting and watching a woman read out of a notebook, pretending to be speaking to the American people, and everything is scripted. You want disinformation? This woman is an actress and a terrible one. That's disinformation. The idea that Jean-Pierre, whatever her name is, is answering these questions, Jean uh, or Corinne Jean-Pierre is answering these questions, is false. She's not. The staffers who write her briefing book are answering the questions, which they know in advance. That's an act of disinformation because it's kabuki theater. Oh, by the way, what about China? Did anyone... Were there any questions about, hey, um, you know that we're on our way, and I stand by my estimate, with all due respect to my dear friend, um, Special Forces retired, Micah, Michael Rourke, at dinner with him recently, by the way. We're going on next week about China. All due respect to my friend, I think we're easily, easily going to get to a trillion dollars with Ukraine. Easily. I firmly believe it. But that was human rights in their border, Right. What about the human rights in China? What about the border around Taiwan? What about the borders around the other areas that China is taking? What about the borders around our intellectual property to which China, the Chinese Communist Party, helps themselves? What about our borders? With little mini police stations being placed into American cities, Chinese Communist Party police stations. And I'll have Mike discuss what those are. We'll have them on next week. 
what they're actually here for. They're here. That's not even in question. They're here. Any questions about that? The theme continues for me. Yes, these are spiritual captives, but there's something so much more disturbing. This is the result of stolen institutions. This is the result of trampled institutions. This is the result of trampled people. You cannot call yourself a journalist and lick your chops and salivate at the thoughts of censorship from the government. You are not a journalist. You're a cog. You're a spiritual captive. Yes, I'll pray for you, but I will also pray that you are dropped from the ranks of journalism. I will pray for your soul. I'll pray that God would intercede, that he would choose to draw you to himself. I would choose that I would pray that the Lord would awaken you to the fact that you are channeling evil. Because God himself is pro-free speech. Want to know how I know that? Because people can speak against him and they don't pay a cost until the final day. Then they will pay a cost. But he's pro-free speech. And you're not. So I'll pray for you, but I'm also going to pray for something else. And that is that the Lord would see fit to have mercy on us. And to knock these people down from their pillars. And to remove them from these jobs they've been given. They've been, you know what they've been allowed to steward? Some of us steward money. Many of us steward children. And we all, well, married people steward marriages. And we're given these fruits and, and, and the Lord invests in us and we're asked to multiply. These people have been given a opportunity to speak truth to thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of people. And importantly, they have in their careers, it's one of two careers called out in the Bill of Rights. One is being in, in a, a pastor and that's passively called out. And so is, the, uh, so is being in the press. Although it's really for all of us. But it's called out. And they won't even stand with that. They won't even steward that responsibility God give them. So I will pray that the Lord will remove them from these positions and place in their stead people who actually understand what it is to be pro-free speech, who understand that our brains, our intellects are our bridge to God Almighty. We can never think like him because to him we are nothing. And it's only because he loves us that we're anything, and there's still our bridge to him. And our ability to express ourselves is an ability to have bridges with one another. I will pray for their removal from the journalism profession such as it is. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and be thankful for the bridge that the Lord gave us, our conscience, our bridge to him as I see it.